Bible Talk Walk Men's Group. Alright, so we got everything queued up. Basically, put this in my pocket. So it doesn't distract me. Alright. Let's open this PowerPoint here. I made up Men's Group 22nd. So last week we talked about the Conquer series, getting into journals, watching the video, Conquer series, uh, prayer, fasting, spiritual warfare, confess, repent, uh, scriptural plan for the week. We'll confess and repent if need be through the phone calls uh, and whatnot. Scriptural plan for the week. We had details at one minute, uh, advanced sharing time, and then we had memory scripture take for the week. Uh, that went pretty well. Uh, I didn't, you know, I, I tried to memorize the first. I think Dan also did. And then we talked about supplementary materials. Uh, so all the different ones we've been talking about for a while. And then what God is doing. And that's what we're talking about today. So, what is God doing today, Ryan? What's God doing today? What's he doing in your in your opinion? Changing history. Amen. That's that's quite possible, and I've been learning a lot about that through the men's group, uh, United States Grace Force. I'm I'm Protestant, as we all know, and but they're Catholic, and but they have a really strong men's group. And they've been talking about that and how history is actually coming to a kind of a head right now um, based off of the the Gnostic, ultimately Gnostic Freemason from the Enlightenment era to today and how that's been funding all of the um, Democratic, uh, far left Democratic agenda. So we're going to have to end up creating a, I think we're going to have to end up creating a temporary Either we, we, we either weed out the fraud of the heresy or if 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 it can't be found out for some reason because of people not being honest, we're gonna unfortunately we're gonna have to do a republic uh solid republic for a while. I, I don't wanna call it a temporary monarchy because that, that's not who we are, but I think it does reflect God's kingdom even if it was a temporary monarchy, because in heaven, the only difference is we have one king in heaven, and that is our king as one nation under God, at least to my recollection. So I've been learning a lot as far as history in that, that Bible series. Uh, uh, actually, God isn't actually changing history. He's creating it. Yeah. Yep. And another way to answer your question would be, what is God doing today? He's defeating evil. Yes. Yeah, and I think he's also... Destroying the works of the devil. Yeah, he's destroying the works of the devil. He's doing that through... He's making a stage for the gospel to be spread. And for the... Not just the gospel to be spread, but also for... um, Just the, the... The people to be taken care of that are under his wings that are under his shadow, as long as they stay under his shadow. And for people to be blessed in a way that are outside of his shadow to be scared back into his shadow. 
And the, the key will be to spread the true gospel so that there's not division between the body of Christ. That'll be the key because that's what Jesus prayed for. He said to have unity in God. The key will be to fall under. Uh, you know, I think the best example is the Knights of Templar from 1500 AD where they, it was all Catholic, but they had this worldview before it got murky with all like the Pope trying to take out the Knights of Templar. Before that, they had this uh, teaching that no matter what faith tradition you were at that time, they all fell under, uh, you know, they fell in line and worked together to defeat a common enemy. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really a cool unifying point in history. And yeah, I think the Reformation was really important. Um, but it did spark some... Uh, you know, drastic change that was, you know, pros and cons and stuff, you know. Anyway, it's all good stuff to talk about. Uh, it's on my mind recently. It's all right. All right. So, yeah, you can praise God. So that's what I think. I think God's actually setting the stage for the Holy Spirit to do some amazing things. And, uh, he's planting churches, uh, Florida and Texas, there's actually freedom down there, God willing. And uh, so that God's going to be planting churches, and he's continuing uh, seeing souls saved through the local church. It's already here and being strengthened. And so, you know, and just look into it. Look into the local churches and look into the Bible studies going on in your churches and souls being saved. Try to get connected more and more to your local church. Uh, if you want to join uh, a church planting down in Florida, uh, start start praying and let me know if you want to help. So if you want to go on vacation or anything, just be in proximity to this church planting, Brian, let me know. It's down in Florida. So uh might have to be like a 50% vacation for a lot of people all the way up north. But it's uh, kind of a long drive. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's other stuff at the local church. My church is having a 7 p.m. hangout, and uh, usually every Sunday around 7, and that's with like a young adults group. And then there's a Tuesday house of prayer, uh, men's group, a lot of sometimes kind of older guys there. Um, it's a really good series, Dr. Ed Cole, 6 30. Um, and then Pastor Dave preaches a little bit sometimes. And uh, always encouraging people to budget for their own rides, uh, whether it's Lyft or another service, bus service. You can get the coins to go on a blue bus. You have to organize that for some of these uh, events. My neighbor used to do blue bus. He still does. It's, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. I actually did bus in the city just to see if I could do it when I was going to Great Lakes um, only for a little while because it's kind of it was you had to budget your time too but how will you do what God is doing got any plans so how are you going to do what God's doing if, he, if he's changing history, history how are we going to do that 
and align ourselves with him. Uh, my plan is uh, I, I got to start spreading the gospel. Uh, actually, today I was thinking about a family friend. They're uh, basically my family in a way. Uh, they need to know Christ and they haven't been like baptized or any, had that whole understanding experience. I basically talked them about it and uh, it kind of affirmed their infant baptism, but at the same time, I was opening the door to the Anabaptist adult baptism if they wanted to. Um, and they've just been busy, but we're, we'll probably jump into that again. Uh, that was before. I mean, that was just at the beginning of all the corona. So prayerfully, that person can be blessed and come out to men's group. And he's a hard worker, so he's probably busy working. But all right. So be cool, people. Um, you know, we have uh, conquer ministry material uh, to go through. Uh, it's really good to get more invested in the material. I can text it. Um, let me actually pull it out right now. I recorded all of it. And here's a transition because Aaron is saying, did you want to be part of a Michigan group called... Uh, basically, it's a pro-life group. Uh, it's supporting the, the good causes behind the pro-life. So... Pretty good. All right, so then there's um, that. And here's the material we're going to go through. Uh, also, side note, another side note, getting into working out. I got this really good PDF with a bunch of good workout stuff um, every day of the week. Um, nutrition, it's all the main workouts running uh, a lot of running man a lot of two miles uh, and they want to have the two miles down to well they want the three miles down to 1730 anyway that's cool um, but men's group stuff uh, also I'll say that I, I've been praying for specifically for the homeless shelters at that church planting it's down in Brennington, Florida, and also the fire departments, praying for them uh, in case we can maybe do some community stuff or, you know, people can work part-time if there's anybody like that. Uh, if they have seasonal, I don't really know. A lot of places do. So, praise God. And there's a lot of ministries down there I'm just praying for surrounding the church. And there's a lot of good churches already there, but um, not every faith tradition is represented uh, from the Restoration Movement. Uh, so that's part of it. All right. Here, let's start here with the men's group material. First of all, let's start right here. So this is out of the journal for the Conquer series. Understanding the battlefield. So that was a week one, volume one, week one, lesson one. Uh, 
So you watch this series and journal after after you watch the series and attending attending the group is important because we should physically meet together. That's important. Even if you got to wear an SCBA, I don't care. <laughs> or just be really far apart or just at least try. So call each other. Uh, make a schedule to call each other. Um, that's important. Uh, I, th- I think I've done that. It's kind of hard to stick to schedule, schedule. But, uh, considering your commitment to change for this week, so make a commitment to change, kind of write it out. How can the members in your group keep you accountable? So talk about accountability. Who's accountable to who? How are you doing that? What questions should they ask you? So think of some questions, accountability questions, like, How's it been going? How's this? How's that? How's purity? How's uh, your relationship with God? How can you keep others accountable? Think of ways to do that. Maybe uh, prayer times together, reading the scriptures together, um, and uh, talking regularly, and discipline. Prior to your next conquer group meeting, return this page and mark the box in the right column indicating successful completion. Where were there any tasks that you did not complete? So we just gotta get keep track of stuff a little more. Call each other. Uh, we completed every week by doing the men's group, but if you did it every day, call somebody and pray with them or something. Uh, usually this doesn't get done perfectly, so gotta keep track. What can you do next week to ensure the successful completion of everyone, everything on your schedule? So what I've been learning in a podcast, Brian, is that we gotta take this men's group stuff really seriously in a spiritual growth kind of way because we need to be spiritually strong as if we were, we were like taking on the spiritual warfare as if we were like SEAL Team 6, but like in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like that physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, relational, all that type of mindset within like that mentality of like the the stereotype of like special force of, for the world's, you know, to come to Christ, ultimately. but that's what I think uh, you need to do to successfully complete this stuff, and, and that means everybody just looking into it and you know set example for each other. Nobody making each other feel bad, but we oh one thing we could do is have like team meetings after uh, a big spiritual crisis that any of us have. Have a team meeting, and after it's over. And talk about how we can improve and uh, you know do it in a godly way, and even call in maybe a uh, call spiritual mentors, pray like we do usually, but have a you know try to do like a men's group after there's a, a major life issue in each of our lives, uh, whatever it may be, uh, family, friends work etc 
So, journal exercise here. Part of the seven-day mission, start journaling your battles. You may not be a... And I got a journal. You may not be a writing guy. Dan is. But the act of journaling, writing out your thoughts and feelings by hand is an excellent way to begin the process of renewing your mind. Journaling can provide a new level of insight and awareness to the various urges, triggers, and fantasies you experience throughout the day. It allows you to be present, not just living in the moment, but living life intentionally as you become more in tune with your behaviors, the uh, the precipitating incident that results in an action or attitude that moves you down the faster scale towards relapse. And the faster scale is forgetting priorities, uh, angry, uh, uh, or anxieties, uh, I think stress. Oh, they're hard to remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, stress, taking too much on, and honestly, I forgot. Forgetting priorities is the first one. Anxiety. Stress. Oh, I'd have to. We'll review that. <laughs> So that scale toward relapse, uh, you learn the nature of your triggers and are better equipped to divert the consequences. So make sure we'll review the faster scale. What that's. Uh, let me just think. Uh, awareness. No. Okay, journaling is subjective. This means that there are many ways to go about journaling, and the process is unique to each individual. You may begin by asking yourself the following questions. What is creating stress in your life? So S was stress. Uh, how is the stress in your life interfering with relationships with God and others? In what way am I avoiding relationships with others when I feel bored and all this is basically we're just not focusing on God <laughs> when I feel bored what thoughts consume my mind a lot of times it's morality so you may have a specific question to ask yourself and may even know the answer but journaling about it is the first step towards a resolution Towards healing, I would journal more about God, eighty twenty, and then like the the things that are consuming your mind. I would do that about twenty percent, just because otherwise that might consume your mind if you keep journaling about it. Because you have to debrief it properly. You write about it, write about the crap, uh, and then you talk to somebody and filter it out and get rid of the bad gunk. Otherwise, you had a bunch of bad gunk you're still trying to filter out, it'll just sit there, and that's where it can fester and grow, and 
Uh, it's just a matter of, it's almost like a, a way to clean your neural pathways <laughs> or make them more uh, stimulated in, the, in a proper uh, spiritual framework and spiritual trajectory. Alright, so the type of week you're having will also drive what you journal about. If you're having a great week, you may choose to focus on the positive aspects of your life, praising God for His grace and goodness. However, if your week is challenging, these feelings and attitudes will drive your journaling. You get to decide. And so uh, I would obviously recommend 80-20 on that, 80% positive, 20% uh, negative, and if you have the if you're going to have 80% negative because your week was horrible, uh, make it about 80% of that negative was a positive. Act. View it in a positive way. That's just my opinion. Uh, or how you flip it into something positive. The purpose of journaling is to transfer what's going on in your life, in your head, the good, the bad, and the ugly, onto paper where you can see it, where it becomes real. You have to do this. That's uh, one critique I have for a lot of churches. Um, you have to look at the bit good, bad, and the ugly. Otherwise, you're in denial. And that's the first stage of grief. So, uh, I have to warn you, uh, this will feel vulnerable. You will feel exposed. So are, are you journaling, Brian? Are you journaling? No. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually kind of dozing off while I'm trying to listen to this video. I know, yeah. Falling asleep. This guy, black conservative patriot, he is Brian's journal. He doesn't. He hired out his journaling to this guy. He's <laughs> a delegation. I mean, because he's journaling about everything that's going on. He just talks about it. He's honest. So he may be reluctant to begin this process of journaling, but I cannot stress enough how critical this is to the process of your recovery. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big deal. Journaling, Bible reading, prayer is probably the thing that would make the world much more stable place. And yogurt. Especially yogurt. And exercise. Uh, remember, sexual addiction is mainly a brain problem. Studies show that journaling can create new neural pathways that may literally change the brain over time. So drink a lot of water. That's the main thing. Trying harder doesn't work. It is only through digging deeper and identifying the origin of your behaviors, taking a microscopic look at your thinking, actions, and feelings that you can change your behaviors. As I mentioned in this week's lesson, you have to discover the root of the wounds in your life in order to break free from the lie connected to that wound. You have to process the wound, and journaling is foundational to the process. So praise God. And we got... Uh, James Bond on the line. Alright. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Psalms 34. Hey, James. And, uh, um, I was able to get... We actually have a brother on the line. 
and pray, maybe. And I may try for Haley too. But at least we got the so men's group is also open to spending outside of just men, I told, but uh, I told Mike eight to one. You know? Maybe trying to help men, maybe men start a women's group. Guy willing. I know there's people doing whole dissertations on that, and it's important to respect uh, that whole aspect. And okay, but he did say drive behind it all. Okay. And we're both pretty much doing our own thing. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. I'm just waiting to see what he thinks about the meeting that we're at. Okay. Hey, James, you want to pray? Can you hear Chris? Chris is talking to you. No, I can't. You want to pray? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's pray, guys. Anything on your heart? Anything on your heart? Vessels. What? Say that again? I didn't quite get that. Vessels. Vessels? Vessels. What? Uh, vessel? Particularly, did you want to pray about vessels? What is a vessel? Uh, my actual heart and my body. <laughs> oh, blood vessels. Oh, vessels. Physiological blood vessels. Blood vessels. Did you have a concern that they weren't... Uh, good in some way, or did you have a problem, or? I should apologize, that was just meant as a, as a gag. Oh, oh, he was making a joke. Oh, okay. He was making a joke. Oh, oh. Let's slap. Right? Also Chris, ventricles. Three, let's slap, one, two, three. Well, <laughs> uh, 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 vessels are on your heart. <laughs> Actually, they're around your heart. Those are ventricles <laughs> and aortic chambers, probably. What did he say? He said nothing's particularly on his... Alright, well, pray for me. Uh... Oh, the, the shelter needs uh, volunteers, and I also have a lot of homework, so I'm kind of a little bit of stress. Um, and uh, because of the uh, lockdowning, uh, the essential workers at the homeless shelter need, uh, you know, they need help uh, getting staff, and uh, a lot of people are... Uh, you know, and not doing it because of being the forced to quarantine by compliance to integrate. And we'll lift that up and uh, we'll pray for my mother. And uh, that should do it for now. We can pray later also because he's coming over anyway. Okay. Yep. Go ahead, Chris. You may start. All right. Thanks, God, for this day. We pray for men's group. Yeah, we can hear you fine. Yep.
Jesus name. I yeah, pray for the men's group, pray for uh all the unsaid prayers that we need. Uh you know what we need, God. Pray for uh just all the stresses in life, uh different things we're learning and different things uh it's kinda hard to learn sometimes to grow and also for uh any needs in our communities. Take care of that, God. Uh pray for yeah, our families, our mothers, our uh pray for Brian's mom, healer, Jesus name. And uh just uh, have her to uh be able to do a little to be able to have the strength to be active. God give her freedom in that area to uh just the opportunities and the and the the joy to be active. Uh, even though you know, she was in her older age, but I pray that she has that joy and that strength and yes, God. and uh, be healthy. And I uh, pray for uh, just the men's ministry and uh, for uh, the brothers to dwell together in unity and continue to pray together and for humility, in Jesus' name. Father, we ask for grace for uh, all of our mothers, and uh, we just pray for grace uh, for... Uh, some of these heroes who are trying to uh, destroy the fraud, the fraudulent election, God, and so that the true president who has really been elected can be elected, God. And we pray that, um, uh, pray for protection for some of these people like Sidney Powell, God, and uh, the black conservative patriot, and uh, some of the others that are working so hard to destroy the works of the enemy, God. They stand between us and, and uh, and disaster, and yeah. they're standing as heroes, God, America, and America, America's heroes, Father, let them be empowered and protected to destroy the works of the enemy, God, and bring the truth out in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray uh, for our own spiritual walk, that to uh, all of us, that we are empowered and lifted up and strengthened in our spiritual walk, God, that every breath we draw is hallelujah, in Jesus' name we ask, amen. Amen. All right. All right, guys. Pray with some uh, other guys. Let's see a little later than James, about eight. So we'll call okay. the other guys later. Uh, if there's any significant changes, uh, uh, let me know so I can pass it on to Mike. I, Mike wanted to do seven. So one thing we're going to do but is said, get hey, into scripture. Said, Mike wanted to do seven. Uh, sword said, drills. Well, scripture. I was thinking weight. Like listen so, to the Lord, observe, to go much later than observe the scripture, and then request no. God's so we'll, let's yeah, request, uh, and then dedicate to that thing uh, yeah, to do the Lord's will. And then uh, we got the faster skill here. Okay, so first one is forgetting priorities, anxiety, speeding up, ticked off, and then you get exhausted, and then you relapse into sin or into whatever but you want to get to, to ask after the faster you want to be at the R at the beginning restoration you want the restoration so faster scale where are you on the faster scale today I said I was stressed so it's probably not good I'm, I'm probably not quite just speeding up I'm probably at anxiety so I'm thankful for that uh, but still, it's 
It shows like a slightly frowning face. Uh, yeah. Um, what observations can you make specific to your behaviors? A full explanation of the faster scale is provided on page 16 18. So you can go into detail on that. Basically writing out your observations and any other thoughts is good to do. Uh, scripture Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That is a good one. Mercies are new every morning. That is a good one to think of every morning. So, again, sword drill, scripture, word. Uh, kind of doing that every day. Day three. Uh, do that again. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. That's Colossians 2, 9 through 10. And so, again, getting into these scriptures throughout your day, going through the different series of verses each day. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24-25, this is NLT, and says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and goodness, work, good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near Hebrews 10 24-25 I don't know exactly when it'll be but I think it'll be initiated at least in part whether it takes a bajillion years after it or, or whatever I think in two weeks uh, obviously we're going to have at least transition, and it'll be towards probably a messianic direction. So, God willing. Hopefully we can all be in line with God's will and just focus on the gospel and love for one another and love for God. So, day five. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Deuteronomy 31.8. It's the NIV. Um, day six for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin Romans 6 6 and getting rid of that slavery to sin completely um, that is what we're talking about And it's an individual freedom that we have to get rid of that sin through power of Christ's love and mercy. 1 Corinthians 12, 26-27, another NIV. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And then lastly, here we got uh, the commitment to change. Um, something, some questions here. Firstly, what areas do you need to change or 
What chain challenge are you facing next week? I need to make a planner. Uh, challenges are all my plans. <laughs> what will it? And uh, really getting centered at the ministries uh, we're invested in and, and bring others along. That's a challenge. What will it cost you emotionally if you do change? What fear will you have to face? Uh, fear is spreading too thin, but at the same time, uh, just not being effective at anything uh, because of uh, lack of unity, lack of prayer, fasting, connection with God, God fighting for me. What will it cost you if you don't change? If I don't change, uh, it's, it's suffering. I mean, but it's not. It's suffering by sin. Sin leads to death. So definitely get rid of any influences, uh, sexual morality, anything on TV. Be really careful there. Um, not even watching a lot of TV. Um, yeah, and uh, dealing with that stuff right in an order. And uh, what is your plan to maintain your restoration regarding these changes? You know, being pure so that I can see things in a pure way and encouraging others to do the same and staying consistent. The men's group, everything, complete 24-hour Prior to your conquer group meeting, considering the faster skill observations for this week, how far from restoration did you go? From restoration did you go? That's a question I asked the group. How far? Uh, and for me, yeah, it was the anxiety and uh, speeding up. Yeah, partially speeding up. Try to get papers done. What was your most challenging double bind this week? Something that was hard. Uh, definitely working with people that are hard to work with at work. And uh, managing time. Another double bind. Because uh, needing to be more informed and intelligent. Really need to fast and pray. For God's guidance there. All right. Uh, over the past week, how successful were you on your commitment to change? Uh, it's pretty hard because it's hard to stay diligent on this one thing when I got a million other ministry things going on. So, uh, but overall, things have been changing positively. <coughs> Praise God. How. Or have you lied to anyone this week directly or indirectly? Good question. Hmm. Well, I kind of lied to Brian to get over here to do this. <laughs> but it was just not a lie. It's a medial sin. No, it's just joking. I, I told him we are just going to hang out, but I'm doing the men's group stuff. <laughs> so we're doing it. Uh, I guess trying to do everything at the church uh, in the future... That would be cool. Cause I kind of, that's kind of lied to myself about doing that. Because um, I really want to do that, but it's like, you got to be flexible a little bit. 
Uh, lied. Why did I lie? Uh, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you take your extra five, but you take an extra six. You know, you're kind of lying to yourself, trying to do the right thing. Going six miles an hour over the speed limit, that's not right. You know, my driving instructors back in the day, they'd get mad if you go two over. So, anyway, take your extra five, but be careful. This week, what kind, uh, what courageous step did you take toward living intentionally? Uh, I talked to the person that basically was super offended the day before because some like mathematical issue I had at work trying to disperse resources properly and I had to talk to him the next day and say hey can I get your help with something I just need everybody not to you know get upset when I'm serving this resource here and if, if we you know we got to get rid of this uh, before we can jump into this and otherwise we're going to be wasting uh, and they were like oh yeah yeah I can help you because, you know, I framed it in that way where it wasn't like, oh, you messed up, and oh, you know. So, that was, it was kind of hard to talk to him. But it was a blessing. We prayed about it. And we did, we needed a team meeting after praying about that. Because that was, you know, there's, there's these above things that are happening when you pray that changes situations below. At least that's what it really appears. It definitely appears that way. Reminder. Go back to the weekly schedule at the beginning of the week and check off everything that you have accomplished. So everything I have accomplished, weekly schedule. I have to do a mental one. Uh, work, school. Uh, calling for prayer maybe once so it's it's not perfect but there's your reminder yep keep praying keep working out get your uh here's the end goal here for physical get your uh five mile 40 pounds 4.5 mile 40 pounds uh, there's no time limit Oh, Jesus. 6.5 miles, 40 pounds. That's not bad. I think it, well, if you're already tired, it's probably pretty bad. Get your... Uh, get your running down to... Basically, get a th- I don't know. Whatever I said at the first one, that's your run time. Running time. I don't know. Make up, get a plan, and follow the plan to exercise and stay physically healthy. So that we can stay on this earth to do God's will. Or, you know, if you get sick and you go to heaven, praise the Lord too. So that's about that. I think that's everything uh, for that. See, the next group handout. Uh, I can send anybody the photos of all the conquered 
ministry stuff. I could try to send them uh, as a piece of paper <laughs> if you want. I tried to print them off, but I didn't have time. <coughs> so the next part, this is the most important part of this whole thing, the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. It's actually a paper I'm working on. Uh, so what have you been learning personally? If you've been learning anything? Obviously, the current state of affairs. Brian is up to date with that stuff. And I've been learning about the Holy Ghost, which is involved in this stuff uh, in some way. And so, summarizing my view of baptism in the Holy Spirit. So, baptism in the Holy Spirit is a heavenly supernatural connection birthing into God's kingdom. Through a death and resurrection relationship with God's uh, Trinitarian uh, interconnectedness or perichoresis uh, body of Christ. This body collectively consumes, sorry, communes with the Holy Ghost in a collective and personal manner. So... Baptism is a full submersion underwater, and when you come out of the out, when you come out, the Holy Spirit just gets it started uh, as you undergo your baptism. Just gets your new life started, Uh, and. And you have great distress, um, but the Spirit of God is in you. That sentence is kind of hard to read, but basically that. So one day, your baptism is completed, and you have created, you have carried your cross to the end by the power and love of God. By the power and love of God. God. So that weeds out any um, false doctrine there. Um, Pelagianism <coughs> tendency. Um, bless. So, what is it? Baptism of the Holy Spirit is specifically known to us through experience as believers. However, we know through the Word of God, firstly, Christ's baptism, which filled him with the Spirit that descended upon him in Luke 3.22. So we have that example of Christ's baptism. This is the clearest example we have of the specifics to to what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is because this is the contextual uh, consideration of the life of Christ. So looking at the whole picture of baptism and the Holy Spirit baptism, the typical Pentecostal view of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I believe in it, but it pales in comparison to the clear interconnected display of God in Luke 3.22. So you see that baptism 
being the Holy Spirit baptism. And this is also seen, and I say it pales because it's, I'm talking about God. So that's what the pale, um, and God is really evident there in the Trinity, in that verse, and, and that is the Holy Spirit baptism. That's the best example we have. And this is also seen in context to the equally, it's also equally significant plan of God's gospel power and love. So in the gospel power and love, that aspect is the baptism at Pentecost, which is an equally significant uh, plan of God's power and love. But as far as baptism of the Holy Spirit, Luke 3, uh, that's just where I kind of hang my hat, 322. Um, when does it occur in the Christian's life? Baptism occurs whenever the individual accepts the life of Christ. This life follows in the footsteps. So you've accepted it in this life. Uh, it, you're following in the footsteps of the Lord in the context of his baptism. So you're aligning yourself with his baptism um, and his will and his ways uh, as, as an adult because you can't even walk when you're a baby. So, And exploration into ministry as adulthood ensues. So you're exploring into ministry as you become an adult. Um, and that's what Jesus did. He was 30 years old when he really got his ministry going. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an adult thing. Uh, baptism. Uh, not saying I, I don't negatively view infant baptism, but uh, just saying it's an adult thing uh, carried out. Also, uh, taking into consideration the maturity of some believers for the ministry at various ages. So 1 Timothy 4.12 talks about uh, basically Paul's telling Timothy don't build, don't let people make you look bad because you're young. And uh, this can happen as an infant if you as an infant have no choice. You know, it is what it is. If somebody baptizes you as a baby, it is what it is. Uh, this can this baptism that that was baptism. It might not be the one true baptism based off uh, the other context, but it, it was still baptism, and it might still have validity because uh, it is a church tradition. So why would you just discredit it completely? That'd be foolish. Uh, so, uh, or it'd be foolish if it was just getting a baby wet and there's nothing wrong with that. Was, they still got fully submersed. The baby was fully submersed. It's, you can't say it's not baptism. It just might have different meaning behind it, potentially, depending on the context and God's will. So, as an infant, have no choice, but the, the biblical support is simply not there and uh, this is a traditional practice that can be genuinely dealt with through thanksgiving of your family's uh, commitment to Christendom faith and the acceptance of adult, you know, uh, when they're an adult, the, the death and death to self and rebirth and as a new creation. And you're just thankful for any kind of connection to Christendom. And, and therefore, 
than carrying your cross fully submerged in whatever may you know whatever may come as a trial and tribulation so in the future probably getting fully submerged baptized if if you come to that conviction so therefore full submersion full submersion in water is ideal is ideal full submersion in water uh and within a better logic as it is consistent with the full submersion of Christ follower of a Christ follower and their fall or in their faith is lived out as they undergo their cross baptism um as Jesus said I have a baptism to undergo and I'm in great distress until it's completed so And this isn't the all-in thing. Uh, that is uh, just saying all-in as a blanket statement and not unpacking it. Uh, yeah, it's a great sermon series, but to just make that a blanket statement, creed almost, is not accurate because there's a lot of context to consider. Um, and uh, it, it's... It is a full submersion, but um, and it is all in. But you you have to consider the full picture of you know Holy Spirit baptism, baptism in general. Uh, I, I don't. It's like if you could have not if you could not have a title, that'd be a good thing. <laughs> um, or just call it Holy Spirit baptism and talk about that. So <laughs> the biblical foundation for your view regarding the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's something to ask yourself. What, what's your biblical foundation? Uh, so personally, I affirm the Pentecostal view and usage of Acts 1, 4 through 5. And the only thing is, I just believe there is more context necessary to that view. It's, it, it's less about the fact that they are already regenerated in Acts one, four through five, but more about the fact that regeneration is it's like a singular act, even if uh, it's displayed in different stages in, in the scriptures or different times, like all oh, these people were just simply baptized by water. But in the end, it was a singular thing. Um, it, you know, but more about the fact that. Uh, the singular act, even if displayed in different stages, as with laying, laying on a hands, acceptance of the spirit, or the descending of the spirit from above through tongues of fire. Um, you know, there's different ways to see that, and um, <coughs> simply put, Pentecostals believe in action. They believe in action, and in some ways, their words, that this baptism is apart from the one true baptism in the context of Ephesians 4 or 5. Uh, they think it's like a secondary baptism, and it needs to be seen in a singular sense. Uh, this is where they err as the full submersion of God's uh, perichoresis experience of unity with God should be seen in a singular way 
even if it were found in some ways to have one, two, or even three aspects of baptism. You know, the regular, the laying on of hands, the um, tongues of fire. It still needs to be seen in a singular way. Yeah, the people that were just baptized with water, yeah, they need to be, they need the tongues of fire. They need to have hands laid on them. Uh, but they uh, and prayed uh, for the spirit to come to them. But it's it's not don't, it's not good to see it as a two separate things because it's a singular, fully submerged uh, Holy Spirit coming dwelling with them. And Christ's baptism clarifies that um, and fulfills all righteousness. So this baptism of the Holy Spirit is only undergone as a fulfillment of all righteousness. There you go. Matthew 3.15 And a blessing from obeying God. So you obey God and and that's Acts 5.32 And uh, the Spirit is given to those who obey. As this fulfillment is something that is necessary in a, in a direct uh, correlation with Jesus and His atoning death and resurrection. So, where do we go from here? So that was the beginning of my paper. I still got like, I don't know, 1,400 words to go. (laughs) But challenge is to make a list of all the people you want to see saved and check it twice. You know, Christmas is coming around. Make a list and check it twice. Find out who's... (laughs) You know, try to get people saved. So I'm praying we can have a Holy Ghost Christmas for the naughty and the nice to come to Christ. And Ryan, for all the the people on our list. And so have a Holy Ghost Christmas. And hopefully it's coming around. It's almost December. God bless. Shalom. Shalom uh, Shalom doesn't just mean peace. It means peace, hi, how are you? But it also means war. So it's spiritual warfare. Or, you know, probably spiritual, mainly. So, hopefully. All right. God bless you.